already gone. Could it be that while you were out doing what you do, I, the Riddler, snuck in and took all those poor, stupid fools? Where have you taken them? Questions, questions, Dark Knight. It's not you who needs answers here, it's me. You answer my riddles and I tell you where they are. You answer my riddles and they don't die. So, shall we begin? Welcome to episode 49 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I am your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Oracle to my Batman, John. John, we have such a... I don't usually like to hype episodes, but this this is this is the potential to be one of the best. Well, I think the magic's in the air, Nick. Uh, you know, there's, there's trailers dropping left and right. There's, you know, rumors flying. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. So, you know, it only makes sense that we got to follow so, suit here on the show. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite time of year for sure. The next, the next few months mm-hmm. are going to be nuts. Um, yeah, who needs E3? You don't need it. Like, you don't need it. It's just no matter what, you know, types of conferences are around, that May-June area is always going to be when the hype machine starts rolling. Right, exactly. So, but uh, before we get into all the big announcements, I got two things I want to cover first. First thing is Johnny on the spot. I teased it last <laughs> week, and we're here. The Street Fighter Six beta is live as you're listening to this. It is going yeah. to May 22nd, but John... When are we gonna play this? I, when am I? When do I get to kick your ass in some Street Fighter? Well, Nick, it's on my console right now. Oh, so, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was prepped. I mean, you know, this is the benefits of having a week at home. Uh, you know, I, I've been a sick little boy, so I've had to <laughs> work from home for a couple days. But yeah, I, I saw that just message flash across and, and downloaded it. But. Uh, yeah, man. I think you know why not tonight? You know, Ooh, after okay. the show, or or or, may, or maybe tomorrow. But you know, either way, I think I think uh, you know I should be a free man tonight to be able to uh, get some gaming in. Either so, either some Street Fighter, maybe finish up the last couple chapters of Resident Evil. Ooh. Either way, oh. uh, we can make it happen. That's a, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. John and I, as we've yeah, explained I, on the show, <laughs> we're not fighting game guys. So this will be I, where it's going to go. I have no idea. We're also really bad at, at just playing games together, <laughs> and that's and that's all my fault. I understand that. That's that's me. That's family man. But uh, yeah, so that'd be that'd be good. That'd be good if we can find a game that just is is a good Rocket League type substitute to just fuck around when you're not feeling a big story game sure, or something. Sure, for sure. So I, yeah, I hope you like it. I'm curious as we yeah. as we talk about it is as we're gonna get into it is a big year for fighting games. So yes, we'll see how good yes. Street, Street Fighter really does have to bring it this year. So. Um, all right, and then the second thing is just some TCB, some taking care of business about the show. We are going to change how we do bonus episodes. So uh, we've had three for the last three months, and we're going to not force ourselves to release a bonus episode every month. So there's two benefits to that. A, we are only going to do bonus episodes when we're really excited about something, and me and John can go really in-depth in it. So imagine yep. Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man 2. 
But secondly, now we're we're not going to limit ourselves to just one bonus episode a month or anything like that. If 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 we're really excited about Final Fantasy 16 and the Twisted Metal show, we're going to do bonus episodes for both. Maybe maybe we'll do. Whoa, two. let's not get carried away. Right. <laughs> we might do two bonus episodes in a week. So so I don't expect a bonus episode every month, but expect probably the same amount of bonus episodes. They're just going to be a little more, you know, catered to when me and John are really really excited about something. So. Uh, there will be no scheduled May bonus episode. Love it. All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Suicide Squad it was going to be. It. That game was going to be amazing. but <laughs> That game is so far in the back Whoops. of my brain. <laughs> I know, I know. But all right, let's get into the show because for sure we have a lot to talk about. So this is how the show works. John and I both bring three things to talk about. It can be a video game we're playing. It can be an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com. It can be a news item. It can be a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod. Anything that we feel like talking about, we bring it and we talk about it for a total of six things. And the very first thing I'm going to bring, everyone get your hype meter up. The Sony Showcase is happening. It is official. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you can breathe. You can you can feel that weight just go away, oh, just off the shoulders. I know. Nice. Announced on March seventeenth, we are getting a PlayStation Showcase on May twenty fourth, one p.m. Pacific. The show will be over an hour long, focusing mm. on PS five and PSVR two games in development from top studios from around the world. Expect a glimpse of several new creations from PlayStation Studios, as well as spellbinding games from our third-party partners and indie creators. Oh my God, John. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard you so excited, Nick. You're out of of breath. An hour of, over an hour of PlayStation stuff. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be like one, it's definitely gonna be one for the ages. for obviously many reasons, yeah. <laughs> I, the, the length of it. I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like even the very first PS5 like showcase where we saw Ratchet and Clank rift apart and things like that was like in the 45 to 50 minute mark. Okay. So, and that felt like it was just stuffed to the gills. Yeah. <laughs> and then with you know the amount of the amount of things that we do not know, the amount of times it's been since the showcase, and I think Sony's, you know, I don't I don't know if Sony's this vindictive of a company, but they're probably gonna be like, oh shit, man, Microsoft's down. Let's put our boot on their throats. Mm-hmm. So I. I expect to see all the things, everything, you know, that, you know, we're not going to get crazy. You're not going to see, you know, near Automata 2 or anything. I'm not going to go there. But, uh, you know, yeah, we're going to see every studio that's ready to go from first party, which there should be a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And uh, can't fucking wait, man. It's going to be a fun time for the show, fun time for, for the, the fans. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, if if to set your expectations, you're probably gonna see a lot of PSVR two. Like if you're not into PSVR VR two, hopefully this will sell you on it. Hopefully this will sell me and John on it. But do expect that to be a huge, huge focus of this. It just came out. It's kind of really been kind of lackluster as far as sales as we've gone about on this show. But uh, expect you know them to bring it. What is fall for PSVR two gonna look like? And this is definitely going to have it. It is going to be a huge part of this show. You know, this is the industry insiders have been saying that this is going to essentially kick off the second phase of the PlayStation 5, which, you know, is about as big of a way as you can kind of uh, <laughs> hype up hype up uh, everything that's coming to the console. But, you know, it's the time to show this, the consumers, is this time to buy a VR2? Um, and, you know, to be excited to have the awesome piece of tech that we all have in our living rooms. I mean, I, I, I'm... 
struggling to find you know words to just at least be I don't know. I'm just I'm just happy, Nick. It's, I've been waiting so long for for something like this. Not just a, a state of play that's going to deep dive on a game, but a big thing that gets me excited about the next. You know, I'm probably two years. Would you say next two years or so of PlayStation? I don't think they're going to have too much that bleeds into that space. You know, a lot of a lot of more clo- playing close to the vest of late. But uh, mm, mm, we're eating good. We're going to be eating good. <laughs> yeah, we definitely expect to see a lot of Spider-Man Two, as that it will be get its official release date and probably gameplay blowout maybe some predictions will come true that have been said on this show about mm-hmm. that game mm-hmm. that's uh, true and then also the last of us multiplayer factions yeah. Yeah, that'll definitely have some kind of presence here as it was shown a, a year ago uh, yep. at the Keeleys a big part of that was Neil Druckmann coming out on stage and showing off some concept art so expect that to be here but aside from those two John, do you have any kind of inklings of first-party games that might be here? Uh, well, I think we're going to see whatever Sony Bend has been working on. You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't obviously know what that is. We know it's not a sequel to Days Gone 2. Um, so it's been about, what, five, seven, six years since that game came out. So um, we should be seeing what they're working on, hopefully coming out in the next year or so. But, you know, um, besides that, I, I think... You know, I think you might. We're gonna see what Asobi's working on. I yep. think it's time to show off Astrobot. Try and you know, especially if VR two is a focus. If Astrobot is not there, I'll be disappointed. Frankly, I mean, that's just kind of mm-hmm. you know where I what I, I think that platform <laughs> needs. It needs that type of game to carry it. And the first one was so good, as we've talked about on the show. But um, no, man, I mean, you know, they'll they'll show off the Q light. I think is is the hardware that they're talking yeah. about. Some of the new headphones that they've been teasing, earbuds, things like that. So, um, hopefully, that doesn't take up too much of the show. But it's still no. it's it's a nice thing to you know break up the pace and kind of just you know flaunt some new tech. Um, but yeah. no, and then I'll bring it up again. Do you think the redesigned PS Five will be there? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think if you're, I think if you're going to show off um, the the new. Uh, peripherals and there is no bigger spotlight that PlayStation will have on it probably this entire year quite honestly so you know if if you're going to put together a hour plus long show why not squeeze in an extra two minutes you know <laughs> um, so yeah I, th- I think so but uh, yeah man I mean uh, other than that I'm just I just have all sorts of pie in the sky dreams I mean I'll, I'll tell you one okay I'll tell you one I I, I, I'm loath to say this, but I feel like we're going to see Blue Point. Ooh. And, well, nah, they're supposed to be working on Metal Gear, maybe. And that you, might be. You, you think they're the Metal Gear Solid 3? I think they're the Metal Gear Solid 3 team, yeah, but I was going to say Bloodborne, too. I think it's time. I think it's time to show <laughs> off a remaster of that game with a sequel Ooh. announced. I mean. It's just Sony knows how big that game is. Sony knows the the absolute amount of gangbuster money that they would make if they released it, especially with the success of Elden Ring. From Software has never been bigger, yeah. and I mean, if they can get, I mean, they own the IP. It's just like that would be that would be the showstopper. I think you know, I, there, there's a lot of big games that they can show, no doubt, right? There's yeah. you know, Factions is going to be amazing. You could, I could see them closing the show with that. Um, you know, if Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is the, t- to be there, as it's been rumored, that's going to be huge. But I think a Bloodborne 2 would be the thing that, that would break the internet. <laughs> um, and so that's what I'm that's that's my my one pie in the sky. Hopefully I can put it in the ether and, and make it happen. 
I, I could see some Bloodborne news here. I don't know if I'd go as high as that, but maybe just a Bloodborne yeah. uh, PS5 version with you yep. know the upgraded frame rate, you know, just the slightly enhanced visuals, you know, just crisper. Um, well, the good news about that is that that did happen. Then 100% we're gonna get a Bloodborne too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, even if true. it's not now, then that that would basically be as good as confirmation. Yeah, we we haven't talked about it on this show, but yes, the rumors are out there that a Metal Gear Solid Three remake is is out there, and that mm-hmm. it is a Sony exclusive, uh, console exclusive, and I don't know if we ever heard who's doing it though. No, I mean, and that's kind of, you know, Blue Point has history working on the Metal Gear Solid franchise. That's a, you know, a mm-hmm. remake dream team. Every single time they touch a game, it gets 90 plus. And, you know, what better team to shepherd uh, that franchise into the, you know, into the future? Because I could see a situation where Sony wants to basically Resident Evil that franchise and just, hey, like, you're going to, if you, if you guys want to do it, like, we're going to start at the, the beginning of the franchise from the timeline, you know, if, if that's why they're starting with three, it is weird that they went to three and not one, but I could see that being a thing. We're going to start here with the franchise mm-hmm. and the timeline and just go forward um, because that is, you know, it's one of the biggest franchises that exists, especially uh, out of the uh, franchises that have not really been brought forward too much, mm-hmm. you know, graphically and, and modern agey. So, yeah. Sure. Um, and then just on the, as far as the third parties go, do you have any... Obviously, Final Fantasy 16 will have a presence here. It's about to come out, you know, and maybe Final yeah. Fantasy Rebirth might be shown as well. Um, maybe just maybe just a quick trailer. I don't think we'll get a date for that or anything. But uh, you know, Sony has been pretty chummy with Square Enix, with Capcom. Yeah. Um, that uh, yeah, I mean. Um uh, I mean, I could see Silent Hill 2, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if that's that's getting ready to be shown off. Uh, Helldivers 2 has been something that's been... That's a good you, one. You, you know, been kind of talked about here and there. Uh, that's a Sony property. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, it's always hard for me to guess third parties. I don't know if that's like, you know, the extra yeah. little zest you need to be an industry <laughs> insider to kind of know the backdoor dealings and things like that. But it, it's it's hard, Um you know, to kind of to kind of guess that stuff sometimes. Sure, but sure, sure. I mean, I could maybe. What about Cyberpunk? You know, what about fe- the getting the? They said that they're going to do something in June. So oh, okay, they've already okay. they've already been public about more Phantom Liberties. <laughs> Phantom Liberty will be playable in June for, uh, I think, for the Keeley stuff. So, uh, oh, okay. summer game fest. So, so I don't I don't expect that to be here. But uh, with Sony, it's they're pretty Japanese focused. So I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. that the Honkai Star Rail the pseudo sequel yeah. the Genshin Impact will be here it'll have a release date uh, it's already out on PC and um, yeah, maybe a, maybe a Persona 6 announcement you know it's mm. it's time as we've as we yeah. mentioned on this show um, yeah it, it is important uh, it's, it's funny man we have these conversations and it's like oh man this will be the best showcase ever and it's like we, we get to showcase day and it's like well three of those things happened <laughs> you know so uh, but it, yeah, I think Honkai Star is a, definitely a good one to kind of get some of that filler mm-hmm. space in there um, yeah but yeah Persona 6 man it's, yeah that's fuck it's been 8 years no 7 years 2016 7 and, years yeah Dragon Quest 12 as well and mm-hmm. and maybe a Tales game I, I, I definitely expect some. What about uh, <laughs> pr- what about uh, Pragmata? I know we're just kind of rambling. <laughs> we're rambling now, but uh, that game's I mean, dead. <laughs> you think so? It's Capcom, dude. I mean, Capcom. Uh, yeah, but maybe. what was the, the that that night game with Deep Down? Was that them? 
Yeah, but that was shitty Capcom. That was like <laughs> that was Resident Evil Six Capcom. 2014 yeah. Capcom is not, or yeah. that, that was that would have even been 2012 because you know that was a wasn't that a wasn't that teased prior to the PS4 release? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, yeah was a long time ago. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Probably that, that game's still floating out there. But needless to say, oh man, you know, we and we can't, <laughs> we can't wait to 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 cover it, man. It's gonna be great. Yeah, and speaking of covering it, we have a special mm. announcement. As long as everything goes smoothly, that we are going to start recording video podcast. And the very first thing we're going to record is us watching the showcase live. So we won't be broadcasting live, but there will be a video at the PlayStation Pals YouTube uh, of us watching it live. You'll get live reactions. If Nier Automata 2 is shown, you'll get John crying <laughs> You'll get to camera. see me rip my shirt off. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. You'll Give get to Nick see a full mouth kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be it's something else. I, it, we've, we're, we're still in the prep stage. It's coming along really, really well. Shout out to friend of the show, other Nick, um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, we expect to do watch this thing live and then post it that day like our live reactions to all these crazy announcements that you know so will wolverine be there you know will you see me just get all giddy mm. and then <laughs> you give me a full mouth kiss yeah exactly you know, yeah, who, who knows <laughs> love and, will be in the air yeah and then yeah if all goes well there expect a video version of the podcast to also be posted to youtube we're still gonna do an audio version so -hmm. if you're listening you know on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify or whatever that'll still exist but we will have youtube content if you want to see our beautiful faces and uh and see our, our reactions to uh just the podcast in general so yeah, and, and guys, this isn't just like one camera on my face, one camera on Nick's face, right? This is like, you know, we got an overlay, we got the, the video going in the background, things like that. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's official stuff. It's not, you know, some, some janky little little side production. So so be excited. It's going to look it's going to look very nice. Yeah, and we'll, we're going to have upgraded equipment. We're going to have new microphones. It's 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 amazing. It's, a, I, it's I almost like we're making money, but we're not. <laughs> no, no, no. But we're invested. Obviously, we're coming up on episode yes. 50. We want to do more. We want yeah. to get the show out there more. More exposures is a good thing. Uh, John and I love doing this, so we are gonna we're gonna go full throttle uh, starting on episode fifty. So to the moon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stay tuned next week, man. Perfect. Holy fuck. <laughs> yes. 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 So, All right. Now, Nick, I, I admittedly don't have the list. Is more is uh am I am I up next with some MK news? You are. You are. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So, to get to keep this podcast going, keep the show rolling, folks. We did, as I mentioned in the top of the show, we got we've got some trailers, Nick. We're getting some big ones too. It's not just like your little your little indie games. And this one has been teased uh, from NetherRealm for for a little bit now. Um, Earlier in the week, we got a little kind of uh, teaser gift from from Ed Boon slash NetherRealm. There was a clock counting down to, uh, or up to, I guess, 12, uh, and skipping over that and going to one, and everybody immediately guessed exactly what that represented, which is that uh, we're basically getting a reboot of the Mortal Kombat franchise. So uh, after a lot of anticipation and lead up, we get official confirmation of the next Mortal Kombat game titled Mortal Kombat 1, uh, which is coming on September 19th. 
14th to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo Switch, and PC. You can pre-order today, uh, May 19th at 10 a.m., which gives you, uh, unfortunately, gives you access to Shang Tsung and beta access. Never a big fan of that kind of stuff. No, but, uh, no. but, you know, needless to say, they, they gave us a nice little two-and-a-half-minute CG trailer that kind of went over some, uh, looks more some narrative things. I think if you were a fan of the series, basically the, I don't know, realm got reset at the end of it. So, um, you know, things are fresh. They can kind of do what they want. Mm-hmm. So, off the bat, Nick, what did you, you kind of think of this, this trailer that we got? Uh, it looked very good. Uh, they're definitely going for a more realistic and not as uh, cartoony. And the games have looked realistic before, but this is like like definitely from a tone, a, a much more serious look. And then once and when they got into the fatalities, like this isn't like, ha, 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 oh, that's so gross. Ha, ha. It's like, Jesus, God. Yeah. Like, oh, gouging that person's eyes out. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Well, the one that got me was, I think it was the last one where like the, the flame dragons kind of, you know, grabbed the arms and then uh, was that was that Liu Kang grabbed the head and like just shoved it into the ground from up high. And it's like yes. the whole time down, he's like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, they, they've gotten really good at fatalities. And, you know, I'll just give a special shout out to whoever animates those. It must you must have a brain and a stomach of steel to to do that, to animate yeah, something dude. so grotesque like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm digging the tone. Uh, I definitely want to see more of how the game fights. It sounds like. And we we can get into the, like the rumors about the game in a minute, but uh, from the just from the trailer standpoint, uh, it looks it looks great. I, I I like the more serious tone for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, it, it's it's business as usual in a, in a series like Mortal Kombat. You're not going to get anything um, much more that that's going to not revolve around a fighting tournament or just a bunch of people fighting. So, um, you know, it's, you know what you're going to get with that, but that's fine with me. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to play a mortal Kombat game for anything other than having the most visceral, the most blood, the most grossness. And then that's, that's exactly what it's there for. And it's always been kind of a, a, a beginner friendly series as well. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. not a tech and it's not a, not a, uh, what am I think? Guilty gear. You know, it's nothing like that. So, um, yeah, man, big year for fighting games. I, 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 I'm very curious to see which one's going to come out on top. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, we can get. Let's uh, talk about the rumors about the roster really quick. Mm, yes, let's. <laughs> because uh, obviously they're probably going to have their same stable of fighters, but it's the guest fighters. Uh, there are three rumored uh, that are not from Mortal Kombat that are pretty interesting. And John. Do you know the three? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. So first, we'll start with the worst one, Peacemaker, yeah. DC character. Um, you know, from Suicide Squad, played by John Cena. Uh, should, you know, should be should be awesome. Should be go cool. But it's the mm-hmm. other two, man. It's the other two that are they're real exciting. Yes. Uh, fans of the series, the boys are going to be very excited to see that Homelander is going to be joining the (laughs) roster of Mortal Kombat. The sadistic, psychopathic, uh, just, you know, man of steel, but that wants to murder every single person he comes across that he doesn't agree with. And, you know, I I feel like it it both, he fits perfectly, but should be an injustice at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the nice thing about him being in Mortal Kombat, though, is he can be violent, like the boys really is. So I I think that's why they did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that is such a great get, such a great character. 
John and I are a fan of the boys, and I, I would I would say that that's probably you know a little bit Carl Urban, but mostly Homelander. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yep. that character is so good. Well, a little bit of star, a little bit of starlight too. Let's, yeah. let's, you know, let's, be, let's be real. <laughs> That's true too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but then yeah. Uh, then the, yeah. So then the other in the same kind of vein in another show that I probably honestly like this show even a little bit more. But I don't mm-hmm. like the character as much as Homelander uh, from Invincible. We're getting Omni Man, dude, played by J.K. Simmons. I'm glad you mentioned that part because I was going to bring it up. Are they going to mm-hmm. get the actors? They're going to get J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I think they'll get Anthony Starr as well. I mean, you know, I think when... Now, I'm not trying to diss Anthony Starr here, but I would I would wager this is probably his biggest role he's ever had, at least from mm-hmm. a popularity standpoint. That's mm-hmm. you know that's 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 great for him. But I think when that kind of happens to actors, they feel a very strong sense of attachment to that. And so, for if you were to see, you know. Uh, a, a different voice actor play him. I'm sure it'd be great, but you know, it's probably like, no, that's that's me. That's my character, mm-hmm. and I think he probably is would say like, oh, the fans would want me to do it too. And it's not yeah. like you got to go in there for I don't know a month. It's just you go into the vo- the booth for two, three days at the most. Do some right. do some lines, have some fun, get some you know some some shit signed, and then and then go home. And then J.K. Simmons, man. I mean, I feel like that guy is just kind of like I don't know. I feel like he'll just take a job to take a job, and and in a good way like he's just always doing weird little projects uh but he'll also mix in whiplash and win a best act you know actor um <laughs> and then do best, farmer's insurance <laughs> yeah yeah you know he's just like yeah i'm just i'm, I'm just living my life so yeah. i i think they'll get him yeah and this game was made during covid and i think you know when you know a lot of uh studio projects were shut down due to covid you know i'm sure that nether realm had no trouble should have no trouble getting these guys to be like hey you don't have to be around people. You just have to be in a voice booth, and we'll t- we'll get you doing a bunch of lines. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I I think that's the big get. Like, obviously, the characters themselves are great. Like, Omni Man and Homelander are like two of my favorite characters that I've come across recently. Like this evil Superman archetype. Mm-hmm. But what really made them is the voice actors. So I I, I don't think you you gotta get them. You have to. Yeah. You gotta complete it. You know, yeah, damn, no I, half I measures. <laughs> I mean, Mortal Kombat is mm, so big. Like they'll 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 pull out the checkbook. They'll get them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, and that's and that's what there 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 were more DLC fighters though, right? Nick, there's three more. That I think they saw. Yeah, but they're like characters from Mortal Kombat, yeah. and I didn't. I, know, I didn't. I didn't recognize them there are a lot of characters in Mortal Kombat so <laughs> well any fighting game yeah for sure yeah, but well, you've franchise. had 12 entries you know you've had quite a few so <laughs> yeah but no, we're getting I think Quan Chi he, I think he was like the bad guy in Mortal Kombat 4 or something yeah. like that yes he was Ermac Ur- yeah. is a red ninja and then I have no idea who Takeda is but. he's like a, he's like a ninja guy yeah he's he's definitely from because that's the one I had to look up because I didn't remember oh, okay. now that you said his name I was like oh that's the one I had to look up uh, yeah, yeah. He's from he's from previous games, so like if you're a fan, you would know who he was. But okay, um, yeah, man. yeah I, I don't know if you've heard the rumors about how the game actually works, though, of how you, there's like cameo fighters. Yeah, like, you, you yeah. pick your fighter, and then you pick a cameo fighter. How that works, I don't know. I, we might find out at the PlayStation Showcase. Um, yeah, I, I, it doesn't sound like it's it's not like a tag team style thing. No. It's more like like you, a super maybe, where it's just like you can assign a different character to aid you and maybe it's just like a one time per match move um, right you know or something like that but yeah maybe I don't know, I've always to hate- keep combos going or something you know 
Yeah. I've always hated that mechanic in fighting games, if I'm being truly honest, though. Is I never liked the tag team style no. Dragon Ball Z fighters, like where you you're keep swapping people in and out, because... I don't know. I just rather would just. It's kind of like Super Smash Brothers. It's like I want the pure experience, one on one. Let's do it, mm-hmm. and I'll get my ass kicked, and then I can never play fighting games again, or you yeah. know, for five years, <laughs> and I'll come, you know. Oh, that was time. Yeah, yeah. But, well, but, it, uh, like I said, it's called a cameo system. I don't know. Like, well, I will find out, but it mm-hmm. is an interesting direction to take. It is that there's there are people that are not fighters but have this cameo slot. So, yeah. Man, imagine what parents from 1992 would think if they watched that trailer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, that's they had a, a video game? This. That's the first thing they would say. Well, well yeah, I'd be like, wait, this is the game with the blood on the Sega Genesis? This is, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff. All right, so let's move on. Into Perfect. Next topic, John. It's, All right, cool. We're back. All right, so it's time to keep this thing going, Nick. We got to do, we got, we're getting into the meat and potatoes. All right, we're getting into every single game is pretty much a ten out of ten. <laughs> time to get into that top fifty. You ready to do this? I am. Let's see. Let's let's see how long this goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll try and keep it short. But you know, th- these are all passion passion games at this point, yeah. right? These are games that we finish and then probably go. Oh my god, I'm never gonna play another game that good in my life. Um, you know, so so bear with us, but you know, I think you guys will enjoy because these these games are all fire. But starting it off, number twenty. Uh, this is this is one of the higher ranking uh, John only games. Um, but it's you know for me it's probably the number one. Uh, game in its genre um, and it's a genre that I really 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 enjoy and kind of found a little bit later in life which is Metroidvanias uh, and this is one of the more recent ones from Team Cherry uh, which is Hollow Knight love 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 me some Hollow Knight um, this game uh, is one of the most atmospheric you know wide ranging it's, it's a huge map type of metroidvania system where you just kind of get lost exploring these underground bug filled caverns you know you play as i think he's a beetle i'm not i'm not even really sure you know he's like this little little white headed dude that you know uh, swings a needle around um but it's just from the moment I started playing this game, I could tell it was something special. You know, I, I think the the first thing you see is the art style, right? It's got gorgeous hand drawn visuals, um, a very moody, dark atmosphere. It's mm-hmm. the music is is you know immediately kind of matches the vibe that you're you're putting off as well. Um, but it's just one. Of, it just executes everything so beautifully from the way that a Metroidvania game works, where you're you know you're unlocking abilities, which unlock different different paths and and uh, play, ways that you can go within the map. Um, it does a thing that I really really like, where you have to go find a guy within the area that will basically allow you to unlock the map, which you know it's it's always such a good feeling when you're kind of wandering around lost and that I. I get it. That can also be a very shitty feeling for people in video games. Like it's it's something you kind of have to open your mind to when you're doing it. But when when you truly are enjoying a game, it's it's a very good feeling. It's a very 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 fun thing to do. Um, and because of because of the combat system and the way that the movement is and the fluidity of all, it's just the package together is is so perfect to me. Um, and when you consider that this is one of those games that was developed by a very small team, in fact, only three guys, uh, it's absolutely mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's got that really tough. 
tooth and nail combat. It's almost like a side-scrolling Souls game in that way, and I, I understand that everybody uses that term a little bit too loosely, especially when it comes to difficult games, but it's got the thing where, you know, you die, you get back to your body to reclaim your, your currency and things like that. So it is very Soulsy, but um, I can't speak highly enough of Hollow Knight. You know, I would... I wish I could erase it from my head and play it again. I would love to get the platinum, but it also has one of the most notorious trophies out there where I think you have to beat like 46 straight bosses or something like yeah. that uh, to, to get it. So that'll never happen. I'm not that much of a masochist, but um, we found this your is, limit, uh, huh? uh, that is, I, I've thought about it. I, I truly have thought about it because this is a game I, I would love to go back and play. I've only, I've only ever gone through it once. But like I said, it's I think it's like 30, it's like a 30 hour Metroidvania, which is pretty gnarly, mm-hmm. um, you know, when most of them are like eight to 12. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, any thoughts, Nick? I know this was one I, I, I got you to try and you kind of bounced off a little bit, but I, you know, it's. <laughs> Do you remember what, you know, what I bounced off of? Yeah, there was a specific boss fight you that you just hated. Yeah, yeah. The Watcher Knights. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that one got me. Like I couldn't get through it. It's uh, a it's a boss where there's there's just one at the start and then more kind of get in. I know Souls games have the same issue. Like some of the most biggest hurdles in Souls games are the like the when there's two things you gotta beat or three things you gotta beat. <laughs> so same here. I, I, everything John said is correct. I, it's one of the best controlling game. Best probably one of the best just in terms of atmosphere. Like it's mm. it, it really gets to what makes those what made Metroid so good is that sense of isolation yeah. and uh, being alone and just exploring a, a, this entirely underground world and getting lost in it. Everything it did was well, really good. Uh, but yeah, I hit that boss and I couldn't beat it. So I, and I was I was <laughs> I think something else came out and then it was that was it because then you're just you're you're like you said you got to memorize the map, you know you got to do all these things and then I was yeah. just out of my brain. Goodbye. Yeah, you have to you have to be invested in it. And frankly, anytime you play a Metroidvania, it's kind of a trap that I find myself falling into sometimes. Where it's like, no, this is my side project game. This is just a little game that I'll get, I'll you know, play when I'm playing some other big new AAA release. And then you go back, and you're like, what the fuck was I doing? Where was I going? What's going on? So yeah, you really need to give it uh, your your full attention. But. Mm. So good, so good, and you know it's 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 why Silk Song is one of my most anticipated games. Yeah. Whenever that game's going to come out, yeah, we might find out next week. It's true. Yep, it's true. <laughs> All, All right. right. So moving on to number nineteen, we're going to two thousand and seven on a console that I hate the most, the Wii. But it did have probably one of the greatest Mario games of all time, and that is Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, what a, what it needs to be said, you know, the the Super Mario franchise is a trendsetter, you know, ever since Nintendo sixty four. So why wouldn't Super Mario Galaxy, where the team looked at a three D space and planets and made one of the best platformers of all time? You know, the the things that you get to do in this because you're on a planet and there's gravity and the gameplay elements that come from that are just incredible. Like this is highly considered one of the greatest games of all time, not just for us, but you know, the gaming industry as a as a whole. So, you know, I I didn't have a Wii, but I had a roommate who had a Wii and I still somehow I had to play through this whole game. You know, I started and I couldn't yeah. finish. So I don't know, John, yeah. what are your thoughts on Super Mario Galaxy. It is my favorite Mario game. Um, full stop. It's 
you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I kind of have a similar story. I never owned a Wii either, but my girlfriend at the time did, my now wife. And uh, so I went and actually bought this game from GameStop. <laughs> To play it at her house, and we actually both ended up playing it together because, like, you could do a little two-player mode yeah. where uh, one person just controlled a star, collecting little star bits. So it was it was perfect for her because she didn't have to do any of the hard platforming stuff. But that that was all me. But this game is just an exact replicate or example of why Nintendo is special. Um, they have a magic to them that you know, kind of like that, that that Disney magic, mm-hmm. right? That Nintendo is somehow able to capture. Everything from the orchestral soundtrack, which is just some of the best music you'll ever hear in a game, to, uh, you know, incredibly cleverly designed worlds that are, you know, both beautiful and and fun and kind of, you know, just, you, you enter a world and you're like, what the hell am I, you know, and then you, you play with the physics and you do this long jump off of a weird little planet and it orbits around and you hit a little star boost and it zooms you across the, <laughs> the, the, the land, landscape and it's just, it's very... Very special, and um, you know, I, I'm I really want to get my son into it, but he's just being a little a little butt, and he just wants to keep playing Descender. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But uh, one day, he'll, one day he'll he'll understand its its awesomeness. But yeah, yeah, Super Mario Galaxy is is my favorite Mario game for sure. Yeah, it's incredible. All right. Yeah. All right. Number eighteen. Um, you know, Elden Ring. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it showed up. Um, this might be the only game on the list that neither of us have beaten because no, folks, I still not have beaten. I have not beaten it. Um, but you know, I have seen enough. I have. I am familiar enough with the Souls franchise to um, understand its. Um, Awesomeness. I mean, it, it does exactly what Breath of the Wild did with the open world map where you don't have to, you know, really have these these points. You just kind of go off and you explore and you see what you can uncover. And, you know, it did that incredibly well. I mean, From Software really rose to the occasion. Um, I remember when this game was announced, it was kind of, it was very, very exciting because you're like, well, yeah, of course I want a Dark Souls open world game. But you're just like, okay, well, how are they going to pull it off? You know, one of the, some of the magic of the Souls franchise is the way that these uh, different areas kind of connect within each other and like kind of are more linear areas. But um, they you know, kind of just did what Nintendo did with Breath of the Wild. They somehow took their amazing thing and just, and just made it better. Um, you know, I I don't think we have to really do too much more on Elden Ring. It's, it's <laughs> been the, the, the talk of the industry for the past two years now yeah. and, um, you know, deserves every every bit of praise that it's gotten. Yep. Game of the year for 2022, so <laughs> yep. what else yep. needs to be said? <laughs> That's right. Be God of War Ragnarok, so... <laughs> <laughs> that tells you something. It beat it at something. I don't. I haven't seen Ragnarok on this. That's side. true. Oh, wink, wink. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going on to number seventeen, and this is definitely one of my favorite games of all time, and that is Red Dead Redemption Two, the twenty eighteen Rockstar game, the pretty much the last Hauser Brothers game. This is their magnum opus. I just cannot believe we get a a game that gets that's set in a western and gets the budget of this game (laughs) you know like the world is so realized so much effort is put into this game that it is just it blows my mind like just how they did this this is one of the best open world games ever you know and it also has one of the best stories ever like Arthur Morgan is an incredible character Dutch Vanderlyn Mm -hmm. an incredible character Sadie is amazing John Marston, amazing. Just it's it it does run a little too long. It's not super perfect, 
It mm. <laughs> but oh my god, this game is it's awesome. Key, I really need to play through it again. I wish it would get a PS5 version because I would that, that would that would be the only, the reason for me to play through it all over again because I should. I've only played it once. That's that is some of the biggest bullshit ever. Is though that when the Rockstar released those Grand Theft Auto ports in that ridiculous condition that they were, they're like, oh, we we don't want to do a Red Dead Redemption Two port because it didn't work for us last time. It's like, well, maybe if you fucking did it right, <laughs> but. Yeah, this is this is like you know I, I I'm sure I've said it on the show and I I probably need to think about some of my th- ways I've I've behaved in life but you know <laughs> I don't typically vibe with Rockstar games however I've watched the entire story on YouTube and it's absolutely one of the greatest video game stories ever told um, the world is. Probably it, it, it has to be the most detailed world that's ever been built in yeah. a video game space. Um, yeah. You know, so every single uh, every single character has just you know unique animations, unique interactions. There's so much, so much, so much, so much there, and I I kind of do want to go back and play it. You know, because I've never gotten through the whole thing. Like I said, it's just never felt right to me. But uh, everything that this this game did, it did beautifully, and um, you know I. I would love to see Rockstar. Now that you mentioned, like, yeah, like, oh, it's a Western with the budget. Like, what would they do with, like, a space game? What would they do <laughs> with, like, an ancient Roman game? Or just, like, you know, they every single world that they build is just so, so ridiculous that it's almost, it's almost unfortunate that a team that good just doesn't have infinite time. And we can't see infinite products from them because, right. like, you know, we're probably, you know, it takes, what, eight, nine years to build a game <laughs> of this size? So, like... You know, the next hundred years, we're probably going to get, like, ten of them, maybe. Yeah, and I'll, <laughs> you know, assume. and I keep getting mad because this game keeps getting overlooked, too. Like, everyone's mad because it's been so long since Grand Theft Auto V, you know, like, the six, right? We used to get Grand Theft Auto yeah. games all the time. And people are like, oh, it's been, like, you know, ten years since Grand Theft Auto V, and we still don't have Grand Theft Auto VI. I'm like, but this game came out. This game right yeah. here came out. This, this, this yep. you forgot about this game. Like, this game is incredible. Like they were yeah. doing nothing during that time. They weren't just releasing GTA Online expansions. <laughs> they brought us this game. Like, oh, it drives me yeah. insane sometimes. As all uh, internet comments do, but uh, just this. Yeah, this is an, a fucking amazing game. It's just so good. Yeah. I mean, when, when Grand Theft Auto V sells 180 million copies, as we just learned, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of bros in there that are like, I don't want that. I want I want to run over hookers and I want to I don't want to be a mobster, you know, so. Yeah, only you know, 53 idiots. million for Red Dead Redemption 2. So. I, know, I know. No, I know. Hey, that's still 130 million <laughs> difference. But no, for sure. Yeah. Great game. Yes. All right. Now, uh, number. What is this? This is number 16. Yes. Number 16. From Valve Studios, can't have a you can't have a top fifty list without mentioning Portal Two, folks. Portal Two, probably the greatest puzzler that's ever been made, and you know this is the game that that gets people into puzzles that don't like puzzles. You know, it's just it's so not just a puzzle game though. But this is um, one of the funniest, one of the best well written games I've ever played, which is shocking again because it's a puzzle game that you shoot little color portals around <laughs> and you, you use physics to, you know, launch yourself across big empty chasms. But, um, you know, some of the, the characters, Wheatley, voiced by Stephen Merchant, is, is an incredible 
you know, slight spoiler here, incredible antagonist. You know, you've, he starts the game as just kind of like your little buddy, but eventually he he uh, turns he turns into a bad robot. But you know, between him and uh, Cave Johnson, you know, voiced by J.K. Simmons, as we mentioned earlier, <laughs> uh, you know, incredible, incredible character with just dry British humor writing that I you know I vibe with very very much, and um, with you know incredible incredible puzzle design. It's just one of those special moments that um, you know special series special types of games that you will go down in the history of video games you know a thousand years from now people will be mentioning portal and portal 2 people will be talking about these uh these games and these characters uh for good reason i think i I love love portal 2 yeah and just just the portal gun you know one of the greatest Mm -hmm. video game weapons of all time and just what it means for gameplay is just it's just it opens up so many possibilities, and Portal did it. Yeah, how do you program that? How do you program that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know shit about programming, but like, I can still tell you that I would imagine ninety nine percent of developers look at that and go, "Fuck that!" Right. I'm not even trying that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Portal Two is just the perfection on another perfect game, which was Portal. So. Yeah, it's yeah. not surprising it makes this list, but uh, yeah, I really yeah, awesome. wish wish Valve would spend their billions and trillions of dollars on just funding these passion projects like a Portal 3. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and had good co-op too. Good co-op too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So moving on. To- do you want to? Uh, what? Do you want to switch the next two? I I take the next okay, one. You sure. take the one after that. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Um, special, special game. Special one for me. Released on, I'll always remember this day, 420, 2018. <laughs> uh, you know, this is where we got to see the revitalization, the, you know, uh, second coming of Kratos with God of War 2018. Um, this game hit me so hard when I first played it. <laughs> I've, you know, I've always had a, a special. Soft spot for the God of War franchise. I am a, I am a um, lover of the entire franchise. I know some people kind of you know get a little whatever about the first couple just because Kratos is always angry and you know it's got mm-hmm. that fixed camera style combat. But being a, I think I was 16 when it came out in 2005. You know I saw that Hydra trailer. I just knew that this game was going to be for me. And to see them take that franchise and that character and to mold him and to Put, you know, have him become what he became as this grizzled, you know, tired, older father figure that just obviously begrudgingly doesn't want to do this role. But as you see through the story that is told, the the change that happens within him and within his son is just incredibly, incredibly well done. Um, you know, there's lots and lots of tear-jerking moments, action-heavy moments, um, great characters. You know, Freya, Freya's an amazing character. You know, character design, Jorgen Mander, Jorgen, Jorgen Munder, Jorgen Mander, <laughs> the big snake guy. You know, is just one of the coolest things you can see on screen when he does that big boom thing and with his voice and it shakes your whole house. Um, and then with the fantastic combat, the combat is top fucking notch, dude. The Leviathan Axe is, you know, speaking of greatest video game weapons, it's it feels so, so good to hit a guy with that, throw it, whip it back, have your controller shake in your hands. It's just, I love God of War and I'm so happy what they did with it. And um, I think with the success of Ragnarok and how much they sell and how popular it are, I'm, I don't think we're going to... It's not going to be the last we see of Kratos for a while, I don't think. Right, right. No, not at so. all. 
And yeah, as someone who was tired of God of War after God of War three specifically, yeah. I did not like that game. It really is a testament <laughs> to <laughs> Corey Corey Barlog and Christopher Judge for this reimagining of Kratos and just making you really like him. Like he was not a likable person in those other God of War games. He was very angry, nope. very yelly, and this is <laughs> very yelly. <laughs> and and God of War just. Christopher Judge's performance, he nails it. He nails, Mm -hmm. you know, when you push in both the thumbsticks and you do get that God of War release, that and him just beating up on guys to hit a dad trying to just raise a son on his own and try and not repeat the mistakes of his past. Like, there's just the range of emotions that Christopher Judge had to bring to this character to make it work, and he did. And... Yeah, and it's history now. You know, God of War is again a premier Sony franchise because of this game. So, yeah, um, and two other things: music and mm-hmm. the Balder boss fight. Yes, <laughs> so good. so good, so yes. good, great, great stuff. All right, number fourteen. This is why we had to switch, is because yep. it is The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, another game that I consider one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, CD Projekt Red was kind of already on the map with The Witcher 2 is a very well-received game, but The Witcher 3 was just on another level from from an open world to the story to the decisions you had to make. Oh, my God, the Bloody Baron. Like, you know, <laughs> talk about how a game opens and, and the decisions you make and the horrible impact that they can have. Starting you in with the Bloody Baron is just great and just... One of the best fantasy worlds ever to be made. One of the, some of the best expansions to a video game ever made. Uh, Heart is, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine are just just phenomenal. Like just that is how DLC should be for every game. Like the time and care that goes into those should be applied to all expansions and DLC. Um, but yeah, and Geralt's just a great character. He's just the <laughs> you know the stone-faced yeah. uh dry humor that that we just mentioned in portal 2 like that's that's Geralt uh to a t and just all the great characters you know all the all the hot sorceresses you get to the to, to, to meet <laughs> i was gonna ask nick uh you know did you to triss or yennefer you know have you ever told this story on the podcast uh, so I so it's interesting because a lot of people, if you read the books, you're gonna be a Yennefer fan. If you just play the games, you're a Triss fan because Triss was a big part of The Witcher too. Uh, so I, I I'm a sleazeball. I romance them both, and I yeah, got I got I got what's coming to me. <laughs> if you if you know what happens, <laughs> neither of us. Yeah. you don't deserve us. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just an incredible game. I just man. I I get teased because this they are doing so much work on this game even to this day for the the current mm-hmm. console versions. It's get, it just recently got a patch like a week ago too, and I'm just like, really? why are you doing this to me, CD Projekt Red? Why it do you want to pull me back yeah. in? <laughs> you know, yeah. like it would. I I yeah, I'm surprised you haven't gone back, but at the same time, I'm not just because it's. That's a big undertaking in a, you know, especially when we're trying to stay current and play, you know, some of the more newer games mm-hmm. that are coming out. But yeah, it, it does look, I was, I was definitely impressed with what they did with the PS5 version. I, it was better than I thought it was going to be for sure. It almost got me to go back and yeah. want to do it. Yeah. And I've, I've played through the game twice already. So a third time is really yeah. pushing it, but uh, man, again, yeah. just 
Great. Just CD Projekt Red, man. They're, they're some of the best world builders and storytellers. Yeah, their games can yeah. be buggy, but, man, do they got that stuff down to perfection. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Number 13? 13. Yes. Yeah, number 13. Ah, oh, man. I'm getting the big ones, dude. I'm getting the big Sony first party boys. Um <laughs> 2013 release, the swan song of the PS3, needs no introduction. Uh, we're talking about The Last of Us, folks. Um, number one, <laughs> Last of Us, number one. Um, you know, we, we've done the spoiler casts for the show, um, so, you know, we, we have all that story fresh in our minds, <laughs> but this game just, you know, it, it took sony's narrative focus in games that we learned to love with uncharted and it just ramped it up to 11 it you know was able to take the uh i don't know father daughter father son whatever parent figure relationship um again you know i I think that's (laughs) obviously a theme in the sony world but um probably the only one that actually did it better than Kratos and Atreus but with Ellie and Joel like the characters and dynamics that that those two build within each other it's it's unlike anything else in video games I mean honestly for my money this is the greatest story told in video games mm-hmm. um you know I I think I would I would put my my hat in that ring um but it's it, it's just was one of the most memorable stories that I've ever experienced video game or or movie mm-hmm. and um, you know I'm so happy that it, it's getting the attention that it deserves mm-hmm. um, you know it's a runaway success of a show uh, we got the remake for PS5 earlier uh, last year which you know some people would argue we didn't need but I'm always for you know these type of tentpole games like if we can have a better version of it you know obviously leave it alone for a while now but who's to say in 20 25 years like I would you know, I want to experience this story again. This is something that I will probably want to experience, you know, every couple of years for the rest of my life. It's mm-hmm. it's truly that good. Um, gameplay leaves a little bit to desire, be desired, but, you know, some of that was remedied in the sequel. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just Naughty Dog really, really solidified themselves with this game as just probably the best in the world uh, for my book, for my my money. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I like to bring up the performers, Ashley Johnson, Troy Baker. We've talked about them. They're just, yep. they, they're the reason why it works. Like, Ashley Johnson as Ellie is just one of the greatest performances ever of anything, you know? It's just so raw and real. And, you know, I don't know how they do it, you know, like how they, they brought that out. But, you know, it's just a testament to, you know, where video games are at now, that a game can make you feel like this. And, uh, this, you know, and, and, and it's funny because this is the kind of a genre that's kind of overplayed the the zombie apocalypse, especially now. But yeah. this, the way the characters in the story just they just make it, they just make it work. And yeah, Naughty Dog is definitely again premier developer. This is their premier franchise and a premier game. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up the zombie thing because yeah, that that is something about this series that I think we said it about the show too is like a lot of people go into it thinking like this is a zombie show and it's like no it's not a zombie show it's a character show it's a it's a relationship show that mm-hmm. just you know happens with zombies in the background and uh, it's just it, it pulls at so many heartstrings and it's yes yeah, you know giraffe moment or god so I, I what what I'm just curious Nick what scene if you think go last of a scene boom what pops in your head immediately what's the first thing that pops in your head <laughs> the bedroom scene for sure bedroom scene yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's that's the one. Yeah, me, me too. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> Followed by the giraffe for some reason. I like giraffes. So. <laughs> All right, number twelve. I'm gonna take this one. Yep, Nick. obviously. Um, yeah, this is a all me baby. This one's all me. But I credit this game for being the game that made video games. And I realize how many times I just said games. Um, the you know pre- premier hobby of my life uh, came out in 2001 from Square Enix. And that's Final Fantasy X. Um, you know, it's kind of a cliche thing in the video game world that everybody says everybody's favorite Final Fantasy is whatever one they played first. And, you know, <laughs> this could be true in that sense for me as well. Yes. But, um, you know, there was just, you know, I will never forget getting this game and then that, uh, you know, if you're from the United States, there was this huge blackout that happened for whatever reason that, like, took out half the country for three days. And I remember I got this game the day before that happened. <laughs> after I after I had rented it and knew how much I loved it. So I was, like, I was just, like, reading the, the cover of the, or reading the uh, instruction manual front to back for, like, three days straight, just jonesing to play it. But I've never just dove headfirst into a game so wholeheartedly and just got so many, like, it introduced me, I feel like, to so many different things that are you know prevalent in in many many different games from a skill tree with this the sphere grid system um to experience points really i mean like i don't think prior to that i i'd never really played an rpg i'd never really played anything you know because games prior to that on ps2 you know you weren't doing these huge skill trees or anything where you're gaining a lot of abilities if anything you're collecting currencies and you're just like kind of buying little like oh i can i'm spyro i can glide further now mm-hmm. um so it was like my first experience just kind of like with this big big meat thing where I can really customize the characters the way that I want them to and, and you know, play with the different loadouts and different, you know, elemental abilities and things like that. You know, if you've ever played any JRPG, you know how all that stuff works, but um, just and at the time, the graphics were absolutely incredible. I, I still think of, there's this uh, CGI cutscene in the beginning of that game that just looks like, it, I feel like it could almost fit on a PS4 to this day. It's probably way, way worse in hindsight if I went back and watched it now, but um, you know, it just it it had had such an impact on me and you know i still hum the theme song to this this game when i'm just kind of like walking through work or doing whatever it's just you know truly one of the most impactful games on my life and um you know i i love the story love the characters except for you know the the famous laughing scene that everybody everybody <laughs> knows um but i i cannot I cannot speak highly enough of this game. I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I'd recommend it to everybody. You have to kind of know what you like, but, um, you know, I, I, I I don't know. I I wonder if this game will get a remake. Like, I feel like it could be kind of getting close. Like, if if Square Enix wants to continue doing, you know, seven and nine, and I don't know, that would be a project that would kind of blow my mind. Honestly, I don't know what I would think of it if I saw it happen. Um, but you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility in you know next ten years or so, maybe. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so mm, yeah, Final Fantasy X. I don't think I would be on this podcast if not for you. Well, well yeah, that's that's pretty important then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's so high. All right, so our final game for today, number eleven, oh, franchise so dear to my heart. It's so hard to just choose one. But I did, and uh, we're going to go with Batman Arkham City, uh, the 2011 action-adventure game developed by Rocksteady Studios. Um, 
there's not much to be said about how important the Batman franchise was. Uh, just like Gears of War kind of changed third-person shooters and cover systems, Batman, the Batman Arkham franchise changed how combat worked. The free-flow combat of the Batman Arkham City, which is pretty much minimal input, lots of devastation on screen, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is used in Spider-Man, you know, currently and a lot of other games. It's just It just changed the game. And I I remember when this game was announced because it was the same it was announced the same year that Arkham uh, Asylum released. Uh, this was a Game Awards announcement, and I was just blown away. I was like, oh, "We're getting a sequel already! They're already announcing a sequel!" <laughs> and uh, wow! <laughs> and again, I was also a fan of the animated series growing up. So when you're talking the Batman Dream Project, that's gonna have uh, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Paul Dini's writing it. It's like it's just like it was a dream project from start to finish, and Arkham City just took everything that was great about Arkham Asylum, blew it up. A much bigger world, more of Batman's rogues show up. Uh, you got to play as Catwoman. It was it was just oh, it was just so good, and the story was great. Yeah. You know, Doctor Strange is great as a antagonist, and uh, oh, I just man. I'm sad that this franchise yeah, is gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that is interesting to see if, you know, whenever Rocksteady farts out Suicide Squad, if they, you know, just like, maybe we should just go back to what we do best. Yep. You know, assuming that, 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 that those same people are even still at the studio. I mean, right. it could be completely different. But, um, no, you're, you're right, man. This this game, um, who doesn't want to, you know, glide around Gotham City as Batman mm-hmm. and just like, you know, and use cool tech to take down bad guys. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a little boy's power fantasy, and mm-hmm. they executed it perfectly. Um, you know, and I just, yeah, Batman's such a perfect character in the video game space. So, um, I, you know, I liked Asylum. I didn't love it. I kind of, I don't think I realized what it was when I played it, it <laughs> which it's, it's kind of a Metroidvania, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where it, it is more about using the things and backtracking. And, like, I feel like I just kind of remember being like, I don't want to sneak around anymore. I just want to, like, fly around. I want to, I want to you know, I want to have big combat encounters. And that's exactly what City gave me. Um, so it was, you know, perfect evolution of a fr- formula for me. And, um yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we we see. I, I don't think it's the end of uh, end of Batman as a a main guy, but no. you know we need we need studios to stop chasing this free to play live service money first. And then, <laughs> yeah. then we'll see. Yeah. yeah, I am glad that you mentioned the sneaking around part because that was also a great part. Was you like one of Batman's biggest tools is fear and how they. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the AI and how you could scare the guards and all that stuff and how they talked among themselves while you're you know yeah. sneaking around them is just uh, it was just a nice a really nice touch to you know the 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 free full combat was great but also how these little puzzles and mini boss rooms where you kind of got to actually live as Batman scaring the shit out of thugs uh, I that, that's that was great. Put yourself in their shoes, man. You're in a dark room and you hear whooshes all around you, and then all of a sudden you get punched in the face, yeah. like off the like, ow. God. Yeah. So. Oh, Batman. All right. So that's right. 20 through 11. Again, 20, Hollow Knight. 19, Super Mario Galaxy. 18, Elden Ring. 17, Red Dead Redemption 2. 16, Portal 2. 15, God of War 2018. 14, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. 13, The Last of Us. 12, Final Fantasy 10, and 11, Batman Arkham City. Mm, Some good games in there. Nice, nice, yeah. 
That is amazing. <laughs> yep. And and just a reminder, folks, I mean, we will be next week will not be the yes. final 10. That will be the week after. So we will get to the 10 greatest games uh, unquestionably, uh, ob- objectively. <laughs> you know, we 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 found them, folks. They These are the 10 best games mm-hmm. of all time coming up. So yeah. make sure you stay tuned. <laughs> yes. So good. And, and, and a little tease, too, is that these are probably the games that formed us as gamers. Wink. <laughs> you <know>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, there might be a, might be some sequels on there yeah. coming up. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, let's get into something a little more boring, Nick. How's that sound? You want to okay. be bored for a bit? Sure, fine. Yeah. We got to well, talk about it. We have to do it. We have to do it. But that pesky Activision Blizzard... Uh, King Deal is still lurking on all the websites, still being talked about in all the gaming circles. So I uh, gotta gotta talk about it here a little bit. But um, you know, it's a it's a big piece of of the news. But we recently got confirmation that the EU has approved the deal. So contrary to what the CMA uh, you know landed on a couple weeks back, uh, who they blocked the deal, uh, European Union has said, nope, you guys can do it. We're good with it. And so I don't want to talk a ton about this, Nick. There, you know, we don't need to dissect this anymore more way but i did find a couple couple interesting points about this that i wanted to read <laughs> sure so you know at first i was like okay well what you know are there any type of concessions and so this is what the european commission has kind of identified as a potential remedy for at least the time being so the europe european commission has identified remedies to allow for the deal to go ahead through 10-year licensing deals that microsoft has offered to competitors these include a free license to consumers in eu countries that would allow them to stream via any cloud game streaming service of their choice all current and future activision blizzard PC and console games that that they have a license for. Uh, cloud providers will also be offered a free license to stream these games in EU markets. These licenses are automatic and, and mean that consumers will have the right to stream Activision Blizzard games they've purchased or subscribed to on any cloud gaming streaming service of their choice and play them on any device using any operating system. It appears that the European Commission requested Microsoft offer these automatic licenses and that Xbox Maker will now apply this globally. So what that basically means, right, is that if I understand it correctly, is that they said, sure, you can do this, but you need to provide if somebody buys a game from you, they need to be able to take that key or purchase or whatever and apply it into any type of cloud software that they have. Mm-hmm. Is that that I does that you agree? Yes, that sounds right. That's all right. Okay. So, you know, I, I guess that's you know, that works. I mean, that definitely does kind of appease the cloud you know, issue that the CMA had, but what I continue to kind of go back to is like, yeah, it's a 10 year deal, but like these companies don't operate on 10 year timelines. Like, you know, (laughs) if, if, if after 10 years they say, okay, cool, now it's all on ours. It's like, well, what's the difference if there's an issue now versus 10 years from now, but I'll leave it in the hands of people that know more about that than I do. At this point, I think Nick, we just kind of want this, (laughs) we just want this thing to go one way or another, another, right? Correct. um, Yeah. I just, I just don't want to hear about it really anymore. Um, yeah, well, uh, I did. They did also say that if Microsoft was in fact to do this, that it would not have, it would not harm Sony and competition. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of from the from the get go. What we all originally thought was that, like, you know, this was all about Call of Duty and like console sales, and like, it's kind of interesting, you know, especially after Phil Spencer going on kind of funny the you know last other week <laughs> and be seeing very defeatist. It's like. I think Sony. I think Sony won, dude. I think they've. I think they won. <laughs> like, you know, the 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 ref has counted them down, and they're just like, no, you can have this. Like, we'll give you some consolation prizes and stuff. But you know, it, it's yeah, it's 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 fine. I just 
I don't know. I just don't trust big companies, and I just I don't I don't think anybody, Sony included, you should never root for a corporation. So anybody out there who's just like, no, no, we need this, like team team Microsoft. It's like, all right, you know, let's just hope that let's just hope that they keep the consumer in mind at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. But um, I agree. And then one one last point is that uh, this did. You know, this was said as well is that the UK, US, and European competition authorities are unanimous that this merger would harm competition in cloud gaming. Microsoft proposals accepted by the European Commission today would allow Microsoft to set the terms and conditions for this market for the next 10 years. They would replace a free, open, and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells, the platforms to which it sells them, and the conditions of the sale. Now, that came from the CMA again, but I did find it interesting that they said, oh no, the European Commission does still agree with us that like you know it's going to harm cloud gaming it's just like they kind of agree or they they took their their conditions and their remedies a little bit i guess more not they they they, it placated them a little bit more but you know it's still interesting but i don't know i'm tired of talking about it and uh you know we'll see but i do want to get your gut check nick does this thing go through in the next two years <laughs> uh i still don't think it does i i just i just have a feeling like something like because they're they're on a timetable to get it done and i think the longer this goes on and it's gone on for pretty long that mm-hmm. i think it's less and less likely so i i thought it was a for sure thing gonna happen you know a year ago yeah and now i'm not so much so I, I don't I, yeah. I just have this feeling that it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, hopefully we don't have to talk about it again until August, which I think is when the FTC is going to have its hearing about it, which is the United States Commission, uh, which is the you know final final one that they're kind of waiting a, a ruling on. But um, you know, yep, there's that news. Yep, done talking about it. <laughs> All right, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Speaking of Activision Blizzard. We got some news about Overwatch 2 that is kind of shaking up uh, the gaming sphere, the, the Twitters and all that. Uh, that, uh, you know, Overwatch 2, you know, when it was announced all the way back in 2019, uh, the big pitch for why, why do we need a 2? Why do we need a, why do we need a second game? Just update Overwatch 1, uh, you know, make all your changes. Well, you're you're going to give us... You're going to give us a brand new everything, right? right. It's going to be, <laughs> everything's going to be new. And, and the big selling point at the time was a single player campaign that, hey, we're going to have a single player campaign that you, well, a, you know, not a, a PVE campaign, not single player, but uh, you can play with your friends. Uh, there'll be new tech trees for all your favorite heroes. There will be a story, you know, all these, fa- all your Blizzard characters that you love so much. We're going to have a story involving them. Hmm. And, well, that sounds neat. That that can warrant a two. I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, okay. Yeah. And Overwatch Two came out, and uh, that was not part of it. You know, it wasn't ready yet. What? You know. What? <laughs> uh, Overwatch Two replaced Overwatch One. It was free to play. Um, it, it it added a season season passes and all that stuff. And uh, you know, and as this week, as they were going over what. The future of Overwatch is. Um, 
the executive producer, Jared Noose, uh, he had this to say. Uh, development on the PVE experience has not really made the progress that we had hoped. The team has created a bunch of amazing <laughs> content, so there's awesome missions that are really exciting. There's brand new enemies that are super fun to fight and some truly great and ridiculous hero talents. But unfortunately, the effort required to pull all of that together into a Blizzard quality experience that we can ship to you is huge. And there really is no end in sight or defined kind of end date where we can put that into <laughs> our world. And so they were left with a difficult choice, and they decided we're not doing it. Uh, that mode will not exist, and instead the, you will get these uh, heroic missions uh, coming later this year. Uh, so they're just going to, all the content that they've worked on so far, they're just going to chop it up into missions that they'll spread out throughout the year. And I believe... Well, I won't say one way or the other, but I believe it. That you have to have the battle pass to play them, but I don't mm. count. Don't 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 hate me if that's incorrect. But I believe that is the word, the the verbiage is that they will be part of the battle pass. So, man, that that sounds like a big wet fart you just said. <laughs> like everything you just said sounded like a big wet fart. Yeah, I won't get it there. Yeah, and of course the internet had their rightful reaction. Like this is this sucks. Like this. Why did we have Overwatch 2 at all if this is what you're going to do? And, uh, you know, the, the director came out today to kind of try and placate them. He kind of mentioned how um, Overwatch was born from an MMO that failed internally. Like Project Titan was going to be a, was what Overwatch was. It was going to be an MMO, a first-person MMO. And instead they pivoted, created Overwatch, very successful, very great. Um, and he mentions that as kind of the same point they're at now is like, yeah, Overwatch 2's PVE campaign is gone, but we're going to, from the ashes of that, will it be even better Overwatch 2 content? So, um, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, that's all great. And like, I, I applaud them for coming out and, you know, kind of getting ahead of it because there's nothing worse than when a company promises something and then just goes radio silent about right. it. Um, <laughs> And I will say, like, if you're interested in this, go read the GameSpot interview that they did, because the interviewer went hard at them, which I I appreciate. But it's just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's unacceptable that a company and the level of Blizzard, which also has Activision with them, can't produce a, like, a, can't produce a PvE mode for Overwatch. I just... Something seems weird to me. It just seems like they realize that, like, oh, this just is not worth it financially, so we're just not going to do it. Because I just, I don't know. I, I feel like there should be too much talent at that studio or in that sphere to, to get something out that at least <laughs> would make fans happy. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, even if it's even if it's not going to be for a couple of years, but I know you don't want to spend that much resources doing it. But again, I just. Uh, Blizzard, it seems too big for something like that, but they're not the same Blizzard they were 15 years ago either. So No, you know, and they're not know. the same Overwatch team. You know, Jeff Kaplan left in 2021, who was the, you know, game director of the series uh, before that. Uh, but, yeah. you know, live service games are, are hard to make, and uh, live service games where you have to release content all the time, you know, even for a game like Fortnite, it's not easy. Fortnite employs no. a lot of people to do all these crazy events where you can play as Thanos or Goku or Miles Morales as they got coming up. That uh, yeah. same, uh, I need to keep that away from my son. 
<laughs> no, 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 no! Don't look over here. <laughs> that uh, Overwatch Two is in the same boat, and it's it's hard to like. You got to release characters at a steady basis. You got to have content month after month after month that keeps people engaged in playing your game that's already long in the tooth already. So I yeah. bet they looked at this and were like, we can just dissect this and then pad out our season passes here over the next few years using all this work we've already done instead of having the one big blowout of you know okay well you know this year we have the the campaign releases everyone plays it for a month everyone leaves it you know leaves overwatch you know there's not yeah no no one's coming back but this way you know it's like there's a reason to keep playing if you're still in there so that's that's fine and all. It's just like I question who's making all these decisions at the top up there. It's like, you know, if, if you did you truly think it through then when you decided like we're going to do this, that we're going to make a brand new like it's just it seems like some of the decisions that were made to were either rushed into or they didn't, you know, get all the things lined up that they needed to to make sure that they had something successful going forward. And, you know, I just well, it's just interesting. Like I believe I that know. they wanted the like this campaign to launch with the game and charge you seventy dollars for Overwatch Two. I a hundred percent think oh, that yeah. was the plan. And then when the campaign wasn't ready, by the time they wanted to launch, they were like, "Oh, let's just go free to play, get our player base up, start charging for season passes, put this campaign on mm. the back burner, and then now here we are." I I hundred yeah, percent that, think that's, that's what fair. the decision originally was supposed to be. It just seems sloppy, okay? Yeah. It just oh, seems a little, yeah, it does. A, little, a little sloppy wet diaper, all right? <laughs> you know, I just, I'm, you know, I'm a Sony pony hat, put it on real quick. It's just like, Sony doesn't make these dumb decisions. Why is Microsoft an activist? Like, get it together, guys. Come on. All right, hats off. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll see when they push into live service yeah. how successful they are. It's kind of outside of Bungie, uncharted true. territory for them, so... You know, yep. well, this uh, Last of Us Factions could could very well be a project like this, but uh, we'll see. But right now... No, no. Right now... That's it's the just, one I'm confident in. <laughs> right now, yeah, Overwatch 2 is just limping along, and I I imagine this that game will just not be talked about for... <laughs> For anymore. Ever? Yeah, forever. <laughs> For anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just going to yeah. be around. It'll always yeah. be around, but, you know, as far as new characters, new stuff, that it'll just, you know, its yeah. player base will dwindle until it's, it's shut down. The sequel to the game that beat Persona 5 for Game of the Year. Crazy. <laughs> yes. Crazy. <laughs> All right. So we made it. We're heading into the final topic. And uh, I wanted to just bring a game I was playing. Um, I did play Undertale. And I will just say <laughs> that game is not for me. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate that. I I think John was under the influence of some drugs that maybe enhanced the humor of the game for him. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there is definitely that. But you know, then that means everybody else who gave it a ninety-two open critic score, Nicholas. <laughs> it's true. That's true. And I do. <laughs> no. It's it just. It's just. I appreciate you playing it. Yeah, it's just a game that's you know trying to recreate like Earthbound, this old school RPG series. And as I've said on this show, I can't, I just don't, I can't get into games like that. But I can see why people like it. The character designs are great. The humor is great. The music's great. Just wasn't my jam. So. Sure. Um, and I did get the platinum in that. So 
platinum watch. Oh, you did. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I mean, it's, you don't. That's why you you don't even have to beat the game to get it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, that, that right there, Nick. That's hilarious. Right there. Right. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the trophy. That's like I have a bunch of great trophy ideas, and then it's just for like picking up an item, and then you get it one for the next four items, and then it's like, help! I'm all out of ideas after you pick up a fourth item. <laughs> right. Exactly. I I like that. That's you don't get a lot of that type of humor in games. But. No. Oh, no, especially, I di- especially with I trophies. I, yeah. Developers do need to be... Uh, another, another thing Jedi Survivor does well is it has some fun, funny trophies in that same okay, vein as good. well. So, uh, yeah, developers, mm-hmm. yeah, take a look at your trophies and don't always think about, like, difficulty or completionist stuff. Yeah. Think about Don't funny. be so serious about your yeah, trophies. Yeah, be a little yeah. silly, you know. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know yeah, make the criteria the same, but just, you know, yeah. make me laugh. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I moved on. I, my PlayStation Plus Extra subscription is on its last month. So I went into there and I was like, you know, it's been a while. I enjoyed, you know, Life is Strange. And I liked Life is Strange before the storm. And Life is Strange True Colors looks kind of good. You know, it's there's a PS5 version. I'm going to check it out. And I did. And I completed mm-hmm. it. And I also got a platinum in that as well because... Life is Strange is in e- games are an easy platinum. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and if you're not familiar with the franchise, it's a, it's a story. You're playing through a story. There's very to, little to no gameplay, but uh, you're kind of making choices that will have an impact later in the game. Uh, uh, this one came out in 2021 in September. It is currently sitting at an 82 on Open Critic. Uh, in this game, you and all these games kind of have the same premises where you kind of play as a teenager and the teenager has some kind of weird power. So in Life is Strange, the first game, you could rewind time. Uh, your character had the ability to do that. Uh, in this game, you play as Alex Chen and she's got the ability of empathy. Whoa. <laughs> you know, there's no wow. empathy in the world, so they had to make it a superpower. <laughs> Uh, do t- tell me more, Nick. Tell me more. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, so when people are angry, uh, they get a red aura around it. It's not just that they're like yelling or, um, okay, you know, okay, okay. doing like trying to maybe physical violence of some kind. Uh, they they glow red for her. And same with when they're sad, like people will glow blue. And I know I'm joking about it, but uh, she can read people's minds when they're in these kind of states. So, okay. <laughs> so she can hear their thoughts and what they're thinking. So. You know, if yeah, if you're if you're feeling something really good, uh, she will she can feed off that, and, and it actually influences her. So if someone's really angry, she just starts getting really angry, even if it's not directly uh, directed at her. Um, and then these games play out in chapters. So there's every game has had five chapters. This is no different. And kind of at the end of each chapter is usually the big the big cliffhanger moment. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I, uh-huh. I enjoyed it. It is a lot like Life is Strange. It, you trade Arcadia Bay in Oregon, this little hipster town for um, Haven Springs in Colorado, which is also a hipster <laughs> town. Um, <laughs> well, this is a hipster. This is a hipster ass hipster game. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. A big focus on yep. hipster music. Um, yep. Everyone is surprisingly vulnerable with each other, which I always find is odd. Is like, well, shouldn't people be gated? Why does everyone? And I know like young people are usually more vulnerable anyway, you know, because you're yeah. just always feeling people out and you know hormones and all that stuff. But uh, 
you know, everyone's just so vulnerable. I'm like, like, well, you just met. This is like a two second conversation and this person's all getting all <laughs> awkward and like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I might leave my family. I might run away. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I just, I just met you. What are you talking about? <laughs> But I, I will say I did enjoy the story. I did have I did want to see where it ended, um, and uh, yeah, and it's not very long. It's about five hours it took to beat it. So it's uh, really yeah, dang yeah. So it's like okay. yeah, every yeah each episode is about an hour. So um, okay, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not too much of a time commitment. Yeah, again, an easy platinum and an interesting story. Again, great characters. Uh, not as good as Life is Strange. No one will beat. Uh, Max and Max and Chloe, Chloe from yeah. uh, the first game, but uh, <laughs> I was about to say, do you abbreviate Chloe? And you call her Chloe. <laughs> yeah, you're, you guys are really close, yeah. really tight. Yeah. When you have less Ashley Birch, it's you know it's obviously a negative right. thing. So Ashley. for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone's really everything's really good, and it has a satisfying conclusion. Um, very persona like conclusion too. <laughs> okay. You know, you gotta change hearts. You know. <laughs> gotta make everybody what what's happy? Yellow? Yeah. Green? Yeah, happy's yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's just inside out. Like they just took so it's <laughs> is there a, like what so is there's happiness sadness anger is there like fear and disgust and and other things or is yeah. it like just kind of a, a yeah fear is like, one of them too yep that plays a factor in it um, what color is that it's like a purplish color yep okay inside out yep that's inside <laughs> out yep. okay <laughs> so yeah but uh, yeah it, 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 it visually it's very pretty like uh, one of the things I I didn't like about yeah even Life is Strange like the first game and the Telltale series who is like their games always like didn't look that great and the performance was yeah. the just running on the console was just like oh god <laughs> but this this yep. game runs incredibly well and it looks very good the facial animations are great uh so it's so if, if you are and they're all separate stories you know so you can just jump into any of them so if you don't feel like you have to go back and play the first life is strange you could just jump into life is strange true colors and just pick up because it's a brand new story exclusive to this game so Sick, bruh. Sick. Do they say bruh in the, in the game a lot? Uh, they might. They might. <laughs> <laughs> I know they say hella, hella cool in uh, the first one. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really wish they would get away because, like I, like I said, I, it felt a lot like the first game. I was like, you're just like hitting on all the vibes of <laughs> the first yeah. game. Can we get maybe a unique, more unique location, a unique city, or, or a different type of people other than small town? Everyone knows everyone. Uh, kind of, kind of city, but it's still, it's still yeah, Give me like a, give me like a Seoul, South Korea. Life is strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Another country would be great, but uh, but yeah, it's it's still good. It was. I still enjoyed right. my time with it. And yeah, just in and out. What's 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 the score? Oh. What's your score? <laughs> uh, I'd say a three. I'd say a three. three. Like, I'm not okay. going to overly recommend it, but. I'm not going to say don't play it either. So, um, sure. Yeah. If you're into story, light gameplay games, give it a shot. Yes, exactly that. So, cool. Thank you for keeping me honest on the score. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw, you know, I, it was uh, Eurogamer went to the five point scale. So, it's just, it's just how it's going. Mm. 
yeah, no, it's not bad, Nick. It's not bad. <laughs> it's just people need to. We live in a world where sevens are bad to a lot of places. So it's just like, so when you give a three to something, if you, as long as you're in the right mindset, it's like, oh, okay, it's a good game. But if if you have one of those people that says a seven's a bad one, it's like, oh, a six? Oh, oh, God, I'm going to stay away from it. So that's, that's, you got to, you know, be with the right people. Well, that's kind right. of like the industry is like not using the scale properly. For a very no, long time. No, they haven't for a while. <laughs> you know, like, they, nope. the games just didn't review five and below or, you know, so, like, what was the yeah. point? So. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. All boom, right. Boom, boom. That's six things. I mean, God, John, next time we record. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, they're going to see. I'm already trying to plan my outfits. I'm going to make sure I get up, do my do my hair. Actually, I might start. I might. I have every different uh, MLB Major League hat, so maybe I'll maybe I'll wear a different hat every show. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But, but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a new new adventure for us for sure. Yeah, and, and and we'll be watching the Sony Showcase again, which is just so exciting. I, I unbelievably excited. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta make mm-hmm. sure I I won't be able to sleep the night before. It's like Christmas morning. <laughs> you know, it's it's good. It's it's gonna be hard to uh, to keep keep the people at work away from us, man. That's gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering, and they're gonna be like, "What the hell is going on there?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if we get some of our our specific taste announcements or out of left yes. field, like like you said, if a Nero Tomita two is there, that would be some of that would be yeah. the, one of the crazier things that happened. So. You know? It would. I mean, yeah. That, like I said, man. That that and Bloodborne too. Those are those are the two that would. I'd I'd probably exit the room and run around screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So One yeah. Can only dream. Get, yeah. So hopefully, yeah. It, that's that's kind of the benefit of the video is that we'll get to see that a uh, raw reaction, that raw emotion that that those announcements will bring. So it is exciting. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Our YouTube doesn't have much on it right now. I'm slowly getting all our episodes on there, but it is just at PlayStation Pals. So if you youtube.com slash PlayStation Pals, you'll land on us. So subscribe to us there so you're notified when we upload the video. So, all right. Uh, So for song, you know, one of the things that Red Dead as a franchise does is it doesn't have any licensed music in it. So when it does... And it has one track in Red Dead Redemption 1 and one track in Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, and when it does bring these tracks in, it's always just very powerful. It just enhances the yeah. moment even more. Uh, and so Red Dead Redemption 2 had its moment. It is called Unshaken by D'Angelo. It's a great song. And since we talked about the game today, I had to bring it. So, you know. Good one. Yeah. Good one, good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So... We will be back next week with six more things and a reaction to the Sony Showcase. So we'll film our reaction and then our normal podcast will be just us talking about it. And oh, my God. So there will be no six yeah. things next week. <laughs> yeah. So you just you're so you're lying. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. We will just yeah, we'll just be talking about the showcase yeah. in its entirety. Our thoughts will go by every announcement one by one. So, oh, man. I just can't. I just can't believe it's happening. It's, I, it's been a long time, man. Yeah. You know, it's we're going on twenty months. Yeah, twenty months. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. And, but that's okay because it's going to pay off in spades. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, just Sony alone. You know, as we mentioned last week, they're some of the best first-party developers on the planet. So, showing off their games is always always great, and I'm excited to see Spider-Man Two at the very least. And just knowing. 
we get to see that. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. All right. Action suit. I want to see what that. Want to see what that thing is. <laughs> All right. So we will be right. back next week with a reaction video and our regular scheduled podcast talking about the PlayStation Showcase. Until then, thanks for listening. Goodbye. See ya. Stand up, shake out a mess, a Mr. Crash of the world. Oh, traveler, what have you seen? Where the crossroads, where you've been, where you've been. I once was standing tall, now I feel my bags. Stand up, shake up of me, Mr. Crash of the World. Stand up, shake up of me, Mr. Crash of the World. But I could not see And I don't wonder As a way was some Were the hearts to be haunted By the smoke and gold Stand on Crash of a world